talking about not talking about the Cardinals anymore. We, we don't want to get a headache. Let's uh, let's talk about headaches this, this week. And I have got a really, really messed up pick for you boys this week. And there's no way you're going to guess it. Mark, if you can guess it, you can have my credential for Sunday. <laughs> well, I had a credential for Sunday. I just can't make it on time. But uh, if you give me I know, but you're uh, but you, you you've got a very good reason why you can't go. Like I mean, uh, yeah. you're busy I'm having the um, birthday over in Paris, thanks to uh, the Scottish and Irish. Well, congratulations, sir. I mean, like, Paris in 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 October is is definitely a, a great place to take your uh, partner. Yeah, I know. We're going up the I'm joking, at three no o'clock idea. on um, Saturday, and I I've been hearing about it. Have will I have a bit of sparkle in my pocket? I'm like, give me a break. There's no way. It's like whoever can believe what they want can believe what they want. But it's like we're in Paris for the rugby. It's just a complete coincidence. That's also right after my thirtieth birthday. But um, I have a player, and I'm letting you guess yours that I know you won't guess. So I'm wondering, should I say my player as your player? Because what are the odds of it being that? Is it Quiddy Pay of the Indianapolis Colts? It's not Quiddy Pay. All right, go ahead. I don't know who it is. Jason, your guess. Well, I go for Jason. Oh, no, I'm not even going to try. There's too many players in the league for this. <laughs> well, is it CJ Stroud? I've been very vocal. It's not CJ really Stroud, but I've been very, very vocal about it. I've been really enjoying the Houston Texans picks that you had Tank Dell, and the week before that, you had um, the wide receiver, Nico Collins. Nico Collins. And, oh, my God. Sorry, I know we're not supposed to talk Houston Texans in this spot, but like that team, that I said that Steelers game, that Steelers yeah. Texans game was the toughest game to pick last weekend, and it sure was. And I'm, I only was paying so much attention to it thanks to you, like highlighting the Texans. So yeah, you should go for CJ Stroud because he's balling right now with those players around him. I, I'm not like the funny thing is like you're almost like a mind reader. I was thinking who we're going to pick for the segment earlier on, and I ended up. Uh, I was I was looking at the Saxons and CJ was going to be one of the guys that I was looking at to pick and I didn't pick him so well done. Um, look, I've been very down on the team that I support and before like people in the airport and Sunday thought I support the Steelers so something's definitely working there. But I am a, I am a Denver Broncos fan, um. So, look, the, the good thing about the Broncos is in. The last few years, they've, they've found great unrestricted free agents. And like one guy that's worked worked out at the time for them was a guy from Colorado, Philip, Philip Lindsay. He came in and made such an impact as running back for this team. When I seen Jaleel McLaughlin come in last week after Javante Williams went out, he had over 100 yards um, on a difficult afternoon, you could argue. <laughs> in Chicago, more difficult than it should have been. So much better than Sam, like so much, so much better than Samje. I can't call. I can't pronounce his last name. Perrine. It's imagine Perrine, isn't it? Perrine. Perrine. Well, that here's a lad that's been credentialed for two Super Bowls who can't produce, can't pronounce the running back. <laughs> Don't say that to him. Perrine. <laughs> he's he's only five. He's he's only five foot seven, but he's man like he's so fast. And I have a feeling that this week against the Jets, he's gonna go over. He's gonna go over 110 yards. And he's gonna have at least one rushing one rushing touchdown. So I'm gonna say that McLaughlin gives the New York Jets a massive headache on Sunday. And the Broncos lose against the Jets, but they take they take it close. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Was he a player that you're paying attention to before or is it just Literally came in. So I was watching tape and I was like, Who who is this boy? Because like it's it's what it's one thing where like it it's been hard to focus too much on a team you support when they're so bad when you're looking at so many different elements that we have to look at to be ready for stuff like this here. But when he came in I was surprised at the level of his 
performance, frankly. It was it, it, it seems like a great pickup for a team that didn't have a lot of draft picks this year and gets a guy in as an as an unrestricted free agent. And yeah, props to Sean no, Payton and Denver Broncos. Didn't forget to say that. It was not a game I was going back to watch and then I was just on fantasy, struggling at the moment. Jason put up the second most points I've ever seen in a fantasy game against me this week. I was like, where do I improve the roster? Where do I go churn? And his name came up, McLaughlin. I was like, where did this guy come from? Denver Broncos? Of course, I'm not going to watch that game back. But yeah, he seems to all the He sounds like a dairy man. Like, no doubt, yeah. <laughs> McLaughlin. <laughs> do you want to go ahead, Jason? Your, your right. man? Go, yeah, no, I was going to say, yeah, boys, go ahead. I think there's like I think there's like a two-second delay in the Wi-Fi. So people in the podcast are going to find this hilarious. One of you boys go ahead and give me your headache pick. Go for it. I, I suppose I mentioned Quiddy Pay, so I might as well go with it. And Quiddy Pay defensive end for the Indianapolis Colts why I think he's a headache uh, look not the nicest way to describe why he'd be a headache but he's in concussion protocol this year or this week um, after displaying symptoms after that game this weekend but I, I, I kind of want to use it as a way to highlight the Indianapolis Colts pass rush that um, and the headache is for Tim Kelly the Titans offensive coordinator how he's going to scheme around it because they the Colts, I guess, are underrated. Their sack numbers, I suppose, are tied fifth in the league with status behind Ravens, Chargers, the Bills, and I'm going to put an asterisk beside the Seahawks, who obviously got, what, got 11 of their sacks in one game. But, they, yeah, they've had plenty of contributors. DeForest Buckner, Samuel Epicon, Taven Bryan, all have two sacks. And I suppose when you're going against Ryan Tannehill in the most, well, can I say the most, but I suppose the Titans are up there right as one of the most hot and cold teams and they can be hot and cold when you they played the Cleveland Browns who they just couldn't contain Miles Garrett and they looked like a horrible team so if if the um, if the Colts can do that especially to Tannehill who's just having his worst year ever I mean his pass rating is only ahead of Zach Wilson Daniel Jones and Joe Burrow his touchdown to interception radio, two touchdowns, four interceptions, is only ahead of Daniel Jones. There's pressure behind Ryan Tannehill as well. Like, we kind of forget that Will Levi or Levis, Will Levis, was, they traded up to get him 33rd in this year's draft. And I suppose they're going to want to, you know, like, there is going to be pressure eventually to come up. I'm not saying all of Tennessee's, you know, problems on their bad days are linked just to Ryan Tannehill, even though he is having that poor year. But certainly he's going to be the one that, you know, the fans are going to get on top of because those fans really believe that they'll get out of the division this year and they don't want that skid to happen like they had last year. So I suppose it's just in a divisional game, that's what the turning of the game could be for me if they're able to make Ryan Tannell play in one of those uncomfortable games that we've seen out of him this year. Whereas I suppose if Quiddy Pay is out, I know you have three other guys that are able to get to the quarterback and have shown that this year, but I suppose it's just one less headache if he if he is out of the game. Jason, who you got, pal? Yeah, geez, I like those picks, lads. Um, going to the opposite side of the ball that you went with, Mick. Um, don't mean to kick him out when he's down, but Vance Joseph's life just seems like one permanent headache uh, at the moment. And you may think it's going to ease slightly, with a New York Jets offense that isn't exactly terrifying coming to town. But I think there's one name who's due a big game, um, Garrett Wilson. It's a name we probably thought we would be talking about more by now. Uh, of course, just, uh, the issues Jets have faced have prevented that. But his, um, and when the team does poor, it's 
tough to make uh, headlines yourself, but he hasn't been too bad himself. You know, he's been solid each game. His biggest game was against the Cowboys for 83 yards, where they got absolutely destroyed, of course. Um, but Zach Wilson looked improved against Kansas City on Sunday night, uh, as much as we saw of him. I think we saw more of Taylor Swift than Zach Wilson, but that's another story. Um, but the Broncos have allowed the second most yards per game this season and the most over the last three weeks. And they've allowed a couple of big games for wide receivers. Uh, Tyre Kill had 157 yards. Jacoby Myers went off for 81 uh, of the Raiders. DJ Moore last week had 131. I feel like Justin Fields might have been playing a mini revenge game there. He might have heard the podcast and heard mixed comments on himself because he looked like an absolutely different player last week. Uh, but yeah, I think this, this week now against uh, what looks like a very, very poor Broncos defense is a great opportunity for Garrett Wilson to take off and get the headlines that he deserves. So hopefully him and Zach Wilson can uh, connect and get that chemistry going. Yeah, it's a shame because coming into the year, I had touted him, Garrett Wilson, as an absolute home run all pro. And that was based on obviously having Aaron Rodgers there. So after the year that he had last year, he wanted to back it up. He's been off to a slow start this year. Must be disappointing for him personally. So, yeah, I, I mean, as someone that was really impressed by him, I want to see that magic, that electricity come back. So I hope that Zach Wilson can deliver on it. Zach Wilson, sorry. Well said, my man. Uh, let's let's look at one of the biggest games of the weekend. It's in Sunday Night Football. But before we do that, I just want to very quickly state that Michaela reckons that the Vikings are going to beat the Chiefs on Sunday. And I reckon, to back her up, I reckon that the Rams are going to beat the Eagles in LA this Sunday so there we go I mean Jets. the Rams you pick Two. the Rams over the Eagles if you want but um, oh wow I mean yeah Kirk, I Cousins, is, Kirk Cousins is undefeated in October see right? if we're just basing off facts like that I mean just give me the Chiefs all night long that's crazy it's it's, it's insane that he's undefeated I, I look it's a bold take but can you imagine the turnarounds of their season if they actually done it it'd be incredible I'm I don't know why, like I was watching Matthew Stafford sort of playing third and fourth down like on, on Sunday or Monday just on tape and yeah. Give me thirty give me thirty to thirty five points for the rounds at home on Sunday and see if see if Jalen Hurts and the Eagles can match it. The why Seahawks not? Are, um, Let's go back two years in a row. The Seahawks are undefeated since Mina Kimes had her baby, so I suppose they're not uh, losing again this week. They're on a boy also, so congrats like, to that, Mina Kimes. That, that holds true. <laughs> analytics let's let's talk about Sunday Night Football so obviously the Cowboys going into Levi's for an absolute you know key game obviously for both teams more so markets to historic franchises to huge teams in the history of the NFL but in terms of modern times you got Jerry Jones coming out and saying that he's going to compare their performance team on team to see exactly how close the Cowboys are to the Niners because he views them as the favourites for the Super Bowl at the minute. This is a huge game. And, you know, thankfully, the Chiefs aren't playing, so NBC can't refer to Taylor Swift more than once. So, looking forward to it. This feels like not the first time we're going to see them play each other this year in such a big nighttime game. It's a it's a rematch now of the game that happened in the playoffs, which ended famously uh, in a certain way. Look, for me, very quickly on this, Christian McCaffrey is the obvious analytical journalist. Let's talk about the main player. Four touchdowns last week. He is insane. I feel like Brock Purdy's not being not being given enough love. 
He was so efficient last week. He's doing what he needs to do. And for me, he's clearly taking it up a level. This Niners team has got everything. The big question for me is, can they take it down the stretch? The Cowboys done what they had to do last week. They recap or they, they, they recoup after a defeat to Arizona Cardinals. And they get, uh, anytime you win by that amount of, of points, regardless of your facing, is impressive. The Cowboys are you know looking as if they're on a roll. The Niners are on a roll. They're going to come in and they're going to meet each other. And I feel like, Mark, that because this game is in Levi's and because of Christian McCaffrey, they'll just about get over the line. But this is such a great game. And there's so many factors as well because like both defenses as well are going to come to play on Sunday. I think you're dead right setting it up with the history that's been there, whether that's like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, or more recently. It's been twice now in a row that Dallas has been dumped out of the playoffs by the 49ers. And that kind of alluded to that this week, kind of like how that's fueled them. And it's it'll be interesting to see how it fuels him personally obviously with this rematch but then it's also like look at what the team has done like they went off and got Stephon Gilmore traded for him this offseason they went and got Brandon Cooks they went for Mazzy Smith in their first round of this year's draft to kind of help against the run game but I'm kind of like you talked about Christian McCaffrey they went and got him to help the run game for teams like the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers specifically but for me this team is defined just as a running team like yeah you the leader in the clubhouse right now is Christian McCaffrey is the most rushing yards in the league but like when you said that players other players aren't getting their dues like Brandon Ayuk he would have been my headache player except for I knew that we were talking about this game because like he is absolutely playing fantastic right now like he's so strong when he like he's such a good runner he like his hands how he's able to fight off players I think he's doing really really well and he's just taking another step up I mean he was He's always been pretty decent, but like I think this year he's just yeah he's becoming a superstar, really, right? Like, yeah, I I don't I don't know. I think that we'll talk the other days about the Brock Purdy and all of it, but I think that the 49ers are looking phenomenal. But then so is except for the Cardinals game, the defense for the Cowboys. So it is like, what's the pass rush going to be like? Trayvon Diggs hasn't been exceptional this year obviously now he's injured so yeah I, I want to see what kind of game through the air that Purdy will have because this is going to be the stiffest test that he has faced I think yeah you're right if this game is at Arlington that advantage goes to Dallas I think that the 49ers the home team definitely helps especially in Sunday Night Football but like it's going to have an impact psychologically on one of these teams it's one of those games that one team looks good, one team gets to go in, like you said, to the playoffs, knowing that this is going to be the storyline, whether they win or lose. This week is going to decide a storyline in January. They all know that, and they know what's on the line. This is one that they're so up for that, yeah, I, I think it sets up beautifully because it's two of the best offenses play two of the best defenses, and it's happening in the same game. Yeah, absolutely. Jason, what's your thoughts of this game on something like that? Yeah, absolutely mouth-watering. You know, it's... Mark says best offenses, best defenses. Just some stats here to back that up. Uh, the San Francisco offense is second in yards per game and third in points per game. Their defense is fifth in yards per game and third in points per game. The Dallas offense is 11th in yards per game, fourth in points per game, and their defense is second in yards per game and first in points per game. It's not often you have battles with essentially four top 10 units facing off against each other. I didn't go as far to check special teams there now. But um, 
yeah, no, I, I feel like the primetime games have perhaps been lacking slightly. We got a close one, KC against um, New York there on Sunday. But in terms of just really looking forward to a game all day, this one absolutely packs that punch. Um, I've had the pleasure of watching these two teams the last two weeks, being a Cardinals fan. So I've seen them in depth. I know what players I'll be looking out for. Um, I think Dallas perhaps overlooked the Cardinals and that might have explained their weaker defensive performance in that game. Um, but absolutely look for them to bounce back. Um, we'll see if that West Coast effect plays a part. You know, we're discussing earlier how um, Jaguars are going to stay in London for the advantage against the Bills time zone wise. It's easy to forget that these three hour different time zones, uh, coast to coast, can be a huge factor. Generally affects West Coast teams going east more so than the other way around. But being that Sunday night game, it's going to be a long late it's going to feel like a very late game for Dallas um so it'll be interesting to see how they overcome that but um yeah absolutely a game I'm going to stay up for uh it's um being in Ireland now I was in Toronto last year so it was a lot easier to stay up for these primetime games I have to pick and choose them now but this one absolutely falls in that category I look forward to messaging you during the game on the whatsapp group after a a crazy day in London. Hopefully, it's worth. I'm sure it'll be worth it. And it'll be good crack on Sunday. Regardless, uh, that Sunday night football game is going to be unreal, folks. And we're really, really excited for it. And I guess that sort of does it for this week on this just sort of preview. But you know, you know us. We don't do picks. We do picks on a Friday morning with myself and Jeff. So please feel free to check out Pro Football Ireland's podcast, slash NFL Ireland. We've got an absolute heap of tour dates. We got Phoebe Schachter and Belfast coming up. We've got Jeff all across Ireland as well, so do check that out. A few more things up our sleeve very, very soon also. Really, really excited for it. Uh, looking forward to this weekend and seeing, seeing these all again. Please do reach out to us. Tag us in your photos. Use at NFL Ireland on Instagram as well. But for now, for myself, for Mark, from Jason, uh, Iowa, enjoy week five, and we will hopefully see you all in London. Enjoy, folks.